ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammered Down Show with Jared Jesolitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited! He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette Sports. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do somewhere. Hey, man, sneaking a little family time. It gets hard to take time off once we hit August. We got so much stuff going on. So I got to get in. Uh, I got to get in days where I can't. Kyle actually going to come back. It sounds like next Thursday and Friday as well. Get a little extended vacay. This is the time to do it. What? We're two days with essentially no sports, right? So. Not a bad time to start taking it off around here. Let's go ahead and get started, though. There are things that you need to know in the Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, the All-Star Game last night. The NL wins 3-2. The first time they've won since 2012. It's been a minute. Cubs representative Justin Steele got in 10 pitches, one strikeout in the one inning that he served. White Sox Luis Robert Jr. did not participate he tweaked his leg somehow in the Derby. He had an MRI yesterday, did not participate in the All-Star game. Team has listed him as day-to-day, although judging by his comments to media, it sounds like he's optimistic he'll be good to go come Friday when the White Sox kick off a series against the Braves. I mean, what else do you do with the guy? He has never played a full season, really. It's hard to play an entire MLB season, yes. But, I mean, like, he's had those stints on the injured list. He's got a club option in 26 and 27, so perhaps to slow him down is not the worst idea in the world. I don't think the easy guy's going to get moved. But you are paying him $12.5 million next year and $15 million the year after that, so yeah. Might want to take care of that guy. Tickets went on sale for the Colts-Patriots game in Germany this season earlier today, and they're gone. The allotment uh, went on sale, and basically instantly they were gone. Stadium holds over 50,000. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. Well, uh, get ready for it, folks. I mean, we're in for a month of Pat Fitzgerald stories. As now his attorney, Dan Webb, has confirmed that he is exploring potential breach of contract claims against the school per the Chicago Tribune. His lawyer contending that uh, the termination for cause violated Fitzgerald's contract. 
and that the initial two-week unpaid suspension was the product of a negotiated agreement between Northwestern and Fitzgerald. We're negotiating our own punishments? Lawyer claims nothing new came to light between Northwestern's receipt of the report conducted by a third party and the termination decision. So this is all in the report and the most liberal school the Big Ten looked at it and said, hey, let's talk to the coach and see what he's comfortable with on a punishment and we'll just go with that. I don't know that I believe it. Bulls 107.99 in Summer League play over the Kings. Javon Freeman Liberty, 28.6 assists to lead the way. Pacers 2-0 in Summer League play. They score off tonight with the Thunder 7.30 on NBA TV. Shout out to Purdue senior golfer Herman Sackney. He is uh, one of the top golfers, collegiate golfers in the nation. And now he will join the European Golf Association's team as one of the nine members for the Bonalek Trophy. It's a three-day match. It's kind of like the Ryder Cup between the best male amateur players from Europe and the Asia-Pacific region. It'll be the first time this has taken place in over five years. They shut it down during COVID, and this is the first time they're firing it back up. It will be held at the La Manga Resorts in beautiful Spain, August 3rd through the 5th. And the ESPYs are tonight. Keep an eye out for your boy, Zach Eady, nominated for Best Male College Athlete. If you are into such things, that will start tonight on ESPN. 8 p.m. Uh, it's not for me. Best of luck to Zach. I'm pulling for him. But, you know, no host this year because they have the, um, they've got the uh, writer strike going on, so they won't have a host. Nobody ever did it better than Norm McDonald. They'll have plenty of presenters. And. It'll be, it'll be like that. I mean, it's literally a made-up award show by ESPN because they are struggling for content uh, without baseball. It's what they do. But Zach's up against Duncan McGuire from Creighton Men's Soccer, Brennan O'Neill from Duke Men's Lacrosse, and Caleb Williams from USC Football. So there you go. That's our need-to-know news for a very, very slow Wednesday, July the 12th. Happy birthday to my sister, by the way, listening today. There you go. I mean, we're, we're gliding into that time of the year, you know. It's peak Mount Rushmore season where you ask a lot of those arbitrary questions and you have a lot of, the, you know, the news isn't moving at the pace that uh, you need it to. It's not cranking out stuff. We're not in those NFL training camps yet. Baseball's off. Ians don't care about Champions League soccer. I shouldn't say that. I'm sure there's some of you that do care about it. I don't mean to minimize. I'm just saying, like, in general on this show, it's not something that we get into. I mean, Summer League, 
I don't even know who any of these guys are on most of these teams. Not all of them, but most of them. You know, we're not talking hockey at all. You're praying for some commitments. You're praying for things like Herman Sechny going off to play in this uh, in in this international tournament. That's the stuff. That's stuff we love in the middle of July. And that's why the Fitzgerald story is going to hang around for a while. I, there's there's nothing else going on. So, buckle up, Buttercup. I'm still very confused about a couple of things here. And, and Fitzgerald's attorney brought up a couple of my points. But I know Kyle had some discussion on it yesterday. Um, this team's going to try to go on. I just... What's going to happen? What are the level of defections, too? You know, 30 days right before the semester starts. I, this this could not come, not that there's a good time for anything like this, but I am really maximizing the pain for the program here because, you know, kids got 30 days to get out if they want to. We'll see. So far, it sounds like it's pretty quiet, but... There's still some things not adding up over all of this. There's still some head scratchers, like, why in the world was Fitzgerald allowed to negotiate his own punishment? Now, there's a couple things bothering me about the story besides the obvious. Uh, we'll come right back and and we'll talk how it's going to affect the Big Ten moving forward here and more. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Back at uh, the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jessel. As you always reach out on the Hammerhead text line, 765-447-4080. Always love hearing from you guys. Big thank you to Kyle Chargers for filling in. Yesterday he had uh, Hammer Harvey uh, from uh, Tradition on yesterday. And, um, you know, they talked a little bit about how they get there and in the fallout of this. whole Pat Fitzgerald, I don't even know what to describe it as anymore. As soon as I heard he got fired, uh, no surprise Monday. Absolutely no surprise that um, he was going to sue. There's $40 million left on the contract, and your career is essentially ruined after something like this. He didn't really have another move. You know, I, I say these things about when you catch uh, pro athletes using performance-enhancing uh, substances, things like that. There, there's so much money, your career is on the line, you've got that next contract coming up. I, I don't condone what they're doing, but I understand why they're doing that. And I fully understand why Fitzgerald is going to sue Northwestern. Who would hire a guy who you listen to 
you know, the student newspaper and these accounts and ESPN describing what your 17 years were like. And they're really hitting some low points here. I'm not being an advocate for Pat Fitzgerald, but there's a narrative right there that literally has no guidance from you whatsoever. Of course you're going to sue. Because A, you'd like to work again, and B, if you can't work again, then you're going to need some more of that money. Now, what he gets, I don't know. I'm sure at the end of the day, he's just hoping that Northwestern will cut a deal, give him some of it, move on with your lives, and that's that. That's the best case scenario for him. And he's probably going to get some of it. Let's be honest. Because so much of this still doesn't line up for me. So there's the report with all the details. Independent investigator. President gets the report, talks to Pat Fitzgerald. They discuss it on what's a good, what can we do here? Hey, Pat, you okay with two weeks? No, no, uh, no money. All right, fine. Then, um, this is my understanding, what this, the, the, the president has a talk with uh, the whistleblower, one of the victims here, and then does a 180. Oh, man, I got to fire this guy now. It's that compelling of a talk. That's that's the deal because what, what Fitzgerald's lawyer is alleging here is nothing new came to light between Northwestern's receipt of the report and the termination decision. So that would tell me, because I asked this on Monday, were, were these details not in the report? Because I don't know how you can hear that stuff. Those allegations say, yeah, you know what, let's talk it over with Coach here and see what he feels like is appropriate for him. It doesn't make any sense. This isn't um, a school that thrives on its football program. Northwestern, this was... This is an extremely liberal Big Ten school. It values itself on things like journalism. It's a very progressive school. You can't even, when they play here, we don't refer to, I was told you, they ask you, don't refer to them as freshmen. Call them first year. Everything else is okay. Like that's that's what we're dealing with here. There's something we're what are we missing here? Did they just not feel like they were going to be able to fire Fitzgerald? Did they just not want these details coming out? Do they not think the details could eventually come out? I mean, that's my best guess here. My best guess is that 
the president has a talk with this young person here, describes everything that's in the report, and he says, sorry. And the kid says, you know what? I'm going to talk to ESPN about this stuff. And then realizes the jig is up and says, okay, we got to do something. That, that, that's the only plausible thing I can think of at this point, unless we're missing some other detail here in this report. Because if, if Northwestern had all of these details, went with the two weeks, and then turned around, found out it was going to be public, and decided they have to come down on him uh, the next day, now Pat ain't the only one getting fired then. And like I said earlier, this is the worst time. If there's, there's not a good time for any of this stuff. But if you want to talk about maxing the, the pain of this, you're doing it before the semester starts. You're doing it at a time where there is literally a void of uh, sports-related news going on and 24-hour network coverage, Twitter and all this stuff is all just looking for content. They're going to stay on this for a while. You know, Tom Deanhart did uh, brought this up in uh, one of his articles on Gold Black, and it's um, it's a, it's an excellent point about just how under the radar Ryan Walters in Purdue will probably be a Big Ten media day here in a couple of weeks, which is the 27th, 28th, I believe. It's like Wednesday, Thursday. Now, everybody's going to be talking and asking about this. It'll still be a story then. And even if it does get brushed off, then you're still talking about Luke Fickle. You're still talking, you know, new coaches, Nebraska and uh, Wisconsin. Why can't I think of um, Matt Rule? Michigan and Ohio State. And Purdue's we're not going to get a very much ink, I think. Maybe that's a good thing. But this whole Pat Fitzgerald, it's, it's bizarre. And then added that, we're going to let the entire support staff stay. All the assistants are staying. Even though this whiteboard thing and all this stuff is up in the middle of the locker room for everybody to see, everybody should know about this thing. And it falls on Fitzgerald. Nobody else stood up to do or say anything. But he's the one. Now... I'll be realistic about that. Do I like that? Eh. But what are your other options? You can't hire a whole new assistant staff three weeks before you start practices. Unless you're just going to shut down the program for a year, which I don't think you can do either. Somebody's got to stay and run it. These guys all may be retained for the year, but I can't imagine when they do find themselves a new coach that any of those guys are staying. But get ready, because Fitzgerald will be suing. I, I will guarantee that. I'm sure he'll look for a payout first. If it's not to his liking, he'll go. And let's face it, he does have a little bit of a case here, right? It wasn't whatever was there. It was not grounds for firing initially, but then all of a sudden, no new things come around. And he's going to, they're going to drop the axe. 
I'm not a lawyer, but it seems to me that this can be a thing. And I don't think either party really wants this to go to litigation. I don't think either party wants this thing to linger around here. He'd probably like to go on and coach or work his way back in. And certainly college football has a way of taking guys that have done some egregious things at their universities, putting them in some kind of advisory role, then into an assistant role, and then showing, hey, he's reformed. We can get him on the upswing here. The question is now who comes into Northwestern, who wants to come into Northwestern? I don't know. I go back and forth on how desirable of a job this is for anybody. It's not an easy place to recruit to. Very high academic standards. Not a huge history of success. I, it's not like the NIL money and all that stuff is really flowing up there. Although they've got great, some nice facilities. They're getting, you know, the new stadium. So it might be something in a few years, but I, I don't know if it's something right now. I go back and forth on it. It's still a Power 5 job. You're still in the Big Ten. The university's still getting that Big Ten money. But boy, what an absolute, what an absolute mess. I got that, I got that alert when I was golfing on Monday night, and I was, I was shocked. I was like, holy smokes. Immediately regretted that decision, right? And you know, you know the administration does not want any further like discovery or any of this stuff. I'm telling you, it's gonna get settled. Pat will walk away with maybe what's he owed? 40? Maybe walks away with half of that. And then how much money do you really have now to pay a new coach? It's a lot of money. The whole thing's just absolutely bonkers. We're gonna take a break. Coming back, hey, more hammer down show is next. On 1017 The Hammer, 1017 The Hammer. Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. I'm Jared Jessalitis. I could not help myself last night scrolling through Twitter, and I saw some of our uh, Purdue fan friends arguing over this clip of, um, uh, who's the Kentucky senator? Uh, Rand Paul, is that, that's the guy? And... One of these, oh, we used to love the amateurism. Now there you can either be rappers or like it was it was a terrible comment. I only want to repeat it. But it was all, you know, about how the NCAA screwed up and you know, my first thing that struck me about it was I remember saying very vividly that you cannot trust the federal government to fix this deal with NIL for the NCAA. You just, you can't. I, I'm like looking at this and I go, this is exactly why you can't do it. Second off, it was the comment about how we enjoyed college athletics because they were not getting paid. Now, that seemed to be what sets off this fury and it goes to back to should these kids be paid? Shouldn't these kids be paid? And I, I, I thought we kind of got past this. Nobody wants to seem to relent, like a, a real line in the sand 
type stance on this. When so much of everybody's arguments are true, it's just not the whole thing. You know, you loved, you did not love college athletics because they weren't paid. Nobody, nobody watched Big Dog and go, gosh, it's so much fun to know that that guy's not making any money off of this. And that he'll only make money when he becomes a professional. You loved college athletics because it's like an ideal behind stock car racing. That everybody is essentially the same. Now, some places got better um, facilities, spent a little more money on that kind of stuff. But the thought behind college sports in general was if you had a good coach, you had a good program, some solid facilities, you could recruit anybody in the country and have a chance to put together a championship team. That's why you liked collegiate sports. Not necessarily because they weren't paid, but because the fact that they weren't paid made it more level ground. Right? It's not like if you're a fan of some ball club that doesn't like... Baseball's a great example. Right? If you don't spend money on your team. It's miserable. You don't think you have a chance. Even when you do spend money, the Mets are miserable. But the league average is about 120, 161 million. That's the league average. Cleveland spends 90, Pittsburgh spends 76, so do the Rays. Orioles spend 67, the Athletics a measly 60 million. If I already know what the budget is for the Pittsburgh Pirates, how lofty do you think my expectations are for the Buccos? And I think that's where a lot of the fans of the amateurism, quote-unquote, of this aspect, that's where they really had the sticking point with the NIL was because it was pitched as, hey, these guys could leverage their social media, hey, they can go out there, they could do a commercial for the pizza shop, the car dealership, and they could make some money and everybody's happy. And then down in Texas, they figured out, hey, if we just pull the booster money together here and then we let them license their name, image, and likeness to charities, we can give them vast sums of money. thus creating a rather uneven playing field because now you think you don't have the money to go out there and spend to get the five stars anymore. It's not that these kids are getting money. Sure, there's some that are probably upset that there is an 18-year-old is going to set foot on a football field, a basketball court, and make more money in one year than they'll make the next... 20. My argument was they, they were going to go and do that anyway in a year or two. What's the point? The point was 
you wanted that even playing field. And that you're okay with the NIL as long as it doesn't, doesn't go with that competitive imbalance. And if there is competitive imbalance, you need to be on the right side of it. Because if you're not, you're afraid, hey, I'm never going to want to watch my team because I don't think they ever have a shot to win. That's the fear. That's the fear with it. But I got news for you. It's not going to get fixed. And you better get adjusted to it. Because the only way that it's going to slow down is if people stop giving to it. And I'm seeing all kinds... Eric Church is going down to UNC and doing a private concert to raise money. They're putting it all into NIL. This is the new reality of it. And yeah, I don't like the fact that, you know, you're getting paid money specifically for charity work because it's charity, but this is the reality. You need to play in it now or you fall behind. What do you want to do? But I'm still surprised that uh, there's people that go on this uh, kick of, well, we liked it because they weren't getting paid. You didn't care. And a lot of these guys were getting paid under the table. At least now out in the open, it's that playing field. And that's really what you liked about college was there was at least the illusion of an even playing field that you had a chance to go out there and put together or get some of the better athletes. Give you a good shot at winning a title. That's what you care about. If I got you a Purdue uh, national title in basketball, and I said, hey, you could either pay those guys nothing or they could each make a million dollars, you wouldn't care because you blacked out after I told you Purdue national championship in basketball, didn't you? It didn't matter how you got there. You got there. crazy. And I think we're going to go, you you still see a little bit of this in the Pat Fitzgerald arguments here too. I I see it creeping up here. Like a lot of people will will tell you, oh, you know, when I was in high school, you know, we did this. Nobody complained. Everything was good. It's just that that desire to not want to evolve on the topic. It's just, I think, I understand your position. I, I do. But I think you're just missing, I, I think you're missing the point. Just one man's opinion. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We'll see if there's anything we missed. <laughs> I've been looking all day. I don't know we missed anything. But we will wrap up the Hammer Down Show. Text messages and all that stuff coming in. We'll talk about it next. It's the Hammer Down Show, 1017. The Hammer, 101. Hammer Down Show, wrapping up on 1017. The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. Uh, Phil texting on the uh, Hammerhead hotline. Question if they call hazing a different word. I remember Katie and Tiller making players run the steps for breaking rules. I'd like to have all the info. I would like to have a little bit more info. Usually when it's involving locker room nudity, I believe that's a that's a line we can officially 
call it hazing. I, I don't think it's hazing, to be honest with you, and it maybe does get classified, but to me, like if you're doing stuff like, hey, freshmen, uh, freshmen are the back of the line, the lunch line. Um, they carry the equipment or something. I, hazing, really? But when you're signaling out guys and there's some kind of initiation ritual like that, and especially when it involves something like somebody being nude or something, yeah, no, a bit much. But thank you, Phil. I do appreciate you texting in. You're the man. You listen all the time. We appreciate that. Time for some of the things we may have missed. Scottish Open kicking off here at 2 a.m., I think is our first you know, across the pond there. Uh, no Adam Shank this weekend, but uh, Tyler Duncan. He's going to tee off here at uh, 729. Another Purdue grad. We'll uh, keep our fingers crossed for him, man. Best of luck. Representing Purdue across the pond in the Scottish Open. You'll love to see it. Um, if uh, the big sports journalists are to be believed, we're supposed to be very scared about what Lincoln Riley is going to do when he is in the Big Ten. But I'll be honest with you here, strike two again for him. After his Easter uh, brisket that he did, was it, was it brisket that he put together? Terrible barbecue. Terrible. Now he's back with uh, a terrible grilled tuna. Ugh. This looks horrendous. Like he's barely. It, it, like I know tuna's like dark in the middle, but like it looks like he threw it on the grill for maybe 30 seconds on each side, and it still looks drier than anything. Man is not going to survive in the Midwest. Please, for the love of God, somebody put a. USC, come get your boy. You don't lose recruits doing this kind of stuff. He's no Matt Painter on the grill or on the smoker. I'll tell you that. Come get your boy. Put it in the contract. Stop taking pictures of food that you make. He's super rich. Why isn't somebody making this stuff for him? Ugh. Speaking of super rich, we're all waiting for this uh, MMA fight between Zuckerberg and... And Elon, right? Here's Zuck trading with two UFC absolute studs. Include, I, I love Adesanya, man. I love Stylebender. He's out here training with these dudes. What's, what's Zuck doing? I didn't realize he's looking ripped too, man. There's no way. There's no way Elon wins this. I don't care how much time Elon gets. He just doesn't strike me as the kind of guy. There's no way. I want to see this fight so bad. So, so bad. And finally, I'm excited to go home and fire up this uh, new Netflix quarterback series. I've been watching clips this morning of Patrick Mahomes on it. Who, by the way, just built himself a new Missouri mansion uh, that has a, uh, what is this, like a 40, 50-yard Backyard practice football field, pond, pool, massive house, and a uh, part three golf hole. All at the home. So I just moved into it. 
I'm super excited because I want to watch this thing. It sounds like it's fantastic, but then also when I read the story about the house, it got me thinking, like, if you've got that money, what is the must-have thing for you? You got some money, you got some land, what are you going to put in? Part 3 golf course sounds great to me. Like, even if I've got, like, a little driving range box, and I got myself, like, a little fake island or something, I, that sounds like an amazing feature for my home, if I could have that. I don't need a football field out back. Pool's nice and all. Give me my own golf hole. Hole in ones don't count. But give me like 135, 140 to the pin. And that's like, that, that would be a must have. Forget a putting green. I don't need a putting green. If I've got that room and you're thinking about putting a putting green in, you might as well put yourself in like your own high level, like mini, like putt putt. Give me the full golf hole. Didn't Nance used to have something like that at his home? You have like an elevated par three. That's such a flex. That's exactly what I would want in my home. All right, that's going to about do it for us here on the uh, Hammer Down Show. I wish I could preview what we got going on tomorrow, but to be honest with you, I have I've just got back. I got a plan tomorrow's show. I miss a day. I miss a lot. It's rough out here, folks. Uh, again, big thank you to Kyle Chargers for uh, filling in yesterday and tackling all that Pat Fitzgerald news. I know it's not the most fun thing to talk about, but uh, he'll be back again next week here. I'll see you in Zoe back here tomorrow, 2 o'clock, for another round of the Hammer Down Show, 101.7.